Hello and welcome to this Isis Energy podcast. Uh, this will be part of a series of podcasts over the next couple of weeks looking at the generation mix uh, across Europe. So we'll be looking at a, a different fuel type uh, in each podcast. This week we'll be looking at nuclear and in the future we'll be looking at other types. But the whole reason behind this is because the European energy sector um, at the moment has some questions that need to be answered. Uh, Europe is striving for cleaner electricity, uh, secure electricity supplies and uh, safe uh, generation sources. So amid all these questions, um, this will no doubt mean changes for the mix. Uh, so focusing this week on nuclear, um, my name is Ben Lee and I, I look at energy markets at ISIS and here with me today is my colleague Joachim Moxen who, who looks at some European markets and particularly ones with a high nuclear uh, electricity um, a high proportion of nuclear plants in, in their fleet. Uh, so thanks for joining us, Joachim. I guess just to start off, could you give us an overview of where things are at with uh, nuclear production in Europe at the moment? Well, uh, Europe has a, uh, one of the highest concentrations of nuclear reactors in the world. There's currently 129 reactors in, in the EU itself, uh, across 14 countries. About half of, of that number is in, in France. Uh, while um, most uh, major European countries have at least some nuclear capacity. The future of um, nuclear power in Europe is, is, is very uncertain at the moment. Um, I had a chat with uh, Peter Haslam of the Nuclear Industry Association. He had a slightly more positive take on, on, on where Europe is heading in terms of nuclear. Some countries have taken a, a different view. Um, I'm following the Fukushima accident in 2011, Germany and Belgium um, committed to a nuclear phase-out um, in the 2020s, but that's by no means the, the, the norm, and there are other member states, for example Poland, that, that are, are planning to commence nuclear programs. So um, I think it would be fair to say that, 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 that Europe is, is really split on the, on the nuclear issue, um, and certainly over, if you look at the, uh, the, the EU as a whole, um, I think there are 10 countries that either have or are planning to um, to, uh, they either have or, or are planning to, to look at new nuclear power stations, including Finland and, and France, of course, is building the um, is building Flamville uh, station already, um, and, and the UK. Joachim, it sounds like there's a bit of a uh, there's quite a lot of difference between different uh, EU countries on the, on their approach to nuclear. Let's just look at each of those countries individually and see what their particular policy is. A good place to start is with France, as it does have the largest um, share of nuclear in its mix out of all EU countries. So what's the French policy towards nuclear at the moment? Well, they did implement a law um, last year, which uh, one of its main targets is to reduce the share of, of uh, nuclear power uh, in the French power mix from 75 uh, percent to, to around 50 percent. And what's the reason for, for this target? Well it's not necessarily an anti-nuclear uh, position. Uh, one of the things with the f which is particular to the French power system is that it has a very very high share of nuclear in it. Uh, most other countries have around 20 percent, 30 percent of their uh, power produced by nuclear reactors whilst the French number at 75 percent is, is particularly high. 
this, this poses a number of challenges in terms of the flexibility of the system. Normally, uh, nuclear plants will run at, at, at base load generation, um, and uh, the output will not change uh, uh, very much um, uh, depending on, on demand. In France, they, because of the high reliance on, on nuclear, they have some, some ways of, of, of load following, of uh, adjusting um, generation to demand. Uh, but uh, it te that this tends to be a, a increasingly expensive solution the older the plants get. The other thing about nuclear or over reliance on nuclear um, generation is you might get extended uh, maintenance uh, periods. Um, you might get reactors being offline for longer periods of time, as we saw in, in, in Belgium, if there's any reason to doubt the, uh, the safety of these installations. Okay, so a couple of facts at play there. Is, is that French plan likely to be achieved, do you think? So the target of 2025 is very ambitious um, because it seems very unlikely that they'll be able to build enough renewable capacity within that period. Um, and the way EDF seems to be interpreting the law um, means that they will simply keep the capacity as it is today but not diminish it in any, any way. So it's hard to see how they will be able to reach this target by by 2025, also when there doesn't seem to be much in, in place in terms of uh, encouraging other um, flexible sources of, of electricity, such as gas, which would also go against some of the law's um, targets in terms of emission emissions reductions. Um, okay. So uh, it's achievable, I, 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 I would think, but within that, that space of time, seems it's, it's difficult to, to see how they would achieve that. Okay, there could be some challenges in that time frame then. Peter mentioned Germany uh, and Belgium, so two countries where they are pushing quite hard to, to reduce their reliance on, on nuclear f uh, fuel, or in fact phase it out. Um, what's the story there? Why are they trying to do that? Well, in, in Germany there's, there's long been a long-standing anti-nuclear uh, um, sentiment, um, and the, um, the nuclear phase-out um, uh, policy that they've had there was actually um, rescinded uh, a few years ago, but then came back very strongly after 2011, which was the year of the Fukushima accident. Um, eight reactors were shut down immediately as part of uh, part of that um, readoption of, of nuclear phase out, uh, and uh, there's a very ambitious ambitious uh, schedule for for closing the remaining eight uh, reactors. Uh, which means that by the end of 2022 there will be no nuclear reactors left in, in Germany, uh, which has uh, caused a lot of people to question to what extent that um, leaves Germany over-reliant on coal and lignite generation and to what extent it uh, might be a source of grid instability in the future as a lot of these uh, nuclear plants were located in the south of the country and a lot of the new renewable uh, generation has been added to the grid over the last uh, few years are uh, largely in the north of the country. Well, there are two, two approaches currently uh, to deal with keeping, keeping nuclear power going in Europe. Um, in France, they are increasingly looking at the option of extending the lifespan of their nuclear reactors, originally uh, envisaged to uh, stay on the grid for about 40 years. They're now thinking of 50 or even 60 years uh, on the model of... Um, of the United States. In Belgium, they've also extended the lifespans of, of their older um, reactors to 50 years. Um, 
um, in the UK, uh, the view has been that the need is to to uh, replace the older uh, reactors with, uh, with with new builds. This is what uh, Peter had to say. They are um, becoming fairly elderly plant, and even with life extension, nearly all of them will have been retired by about 2030. So in this country, it's not a, a question of, of either or. Um, we um, we have to recognise the fact that our existing nuclear fleet, with the exception of Seisel I mentioned, will be coming to the end by 2030. And unless we build new plants, um, our, our, our nuclear contribution to our generating mix will, um, will, will diminish to practically nothing. I guess one of the key elements here will be finance. Uh, these are expensive projects to, to get up and running. Um, Joachim, what sort of issues are we looking at around finance of nuclear plants? Well, the, UK and the French nuclear uh, industries are very linked at the moment because a lot of the new builds that are planned in the UK are uh, from French companies. And we've seen a situation now with, with EDF, which had a, a very good financial situation only uh, a short while ago, that um, the issues with building new, new reactors, which uh, have shown to be uh, very costly uh, and, uh, and with uncertainty on when these projects can be completed. Uh, means that we have a knock-on effect where the French nuclear industry is slightly uh, reeling from um, the near bankruptcy of, of Arriva, which is one of the main uh, uh, French nuclear companies, uh, having a knock-on effect on EDF, which has taken uh, uh, a part of the bailout of that company, um, and the increasing um, challenges uh, regarding uh, the renewal of their fleet as well, um, which has quite, uh, led to question of whether they can actually finance the Hinkley Point project in, in the UK. Um, so we're seeing a lot of uh, um, interlinkages uh, between, between these and, and, and it's, it's pushing the likelihood of, of new nuclear builds in Europe further and further into the future. I see. Uh, are governments doing anything to offer financial support uh, so to ensure that these nuclear plants can be built? The policy in the in the UK is that uh, nuclear is in the same category as as renewables that they are in need of of uh, subsidy, uh, which comes in the form of contracts for difference, which means that the um, reactors will have a guaranteed price over an extended period of time after they they come online. Well, we'll wrap up there. Thank you, Joachim, and thank you, Peter, for, for taking part in this podcast. To summarise, then, it sounds like nuclear power in Europe has challenges ahead. In, in some countries, such as Germany and Belgium, uh, there are plans to decrease reliance on, on nuclear France too. Um, whereas in other countries, uh, there is a more open policy to the continuation of nuclear generation going forward. Um, although there, there are definitely issues out there which will need to be overcome, particularly around finance. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll be looking at other generation types uh, going forward over the next few weeks. So if you'd like to hear more, uh, listen out for these podcasts. Uh, otherwise, check out isis.com for more information. Thank you. Bye.